Blog Talk Radio.
Everybody to Smile 3E on Sharpening Iron, Blog Talk Radio, and Facebook Live. I'm your host on tonight, Minister Sylvia Kaiser. Uh, for this Friday night, I have two guests with me um, that I asked that they would share tonight with me. And I just want you all to know it's a senior and a junior, and uh, we're talking about family values. So I'm going to introduce them to you real quick. This is Sam Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. And this is Sam Junior. It's a good looking one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess you all heard that. Mm-hmm. He said the good looking one. So I'm the mother, the so best one. So what's the first question? Okay, so uh, let me turn this around so we can get your input. My what I want to talk about is um, family values. Naturally, what do you what do you consider our strong family values, and how do you uh, use God's word to uphold what you believe is family values? You know what keeps the family strong. Well, first of all, you got to have God. You got to put God first. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have God in your life and then you're talking about family, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, secondly, you got to align your house in order. Your house has to be in order. What I mean by that, you can't say one thing and, and live another life mm-hmm. or, or do something different. Correct. If you say you're going to do something and it, it lines up with God's will, then that's what you're going to have to do. If you believe in Jesus Christ, but what's happening? What's happening out here today, or what I see today by me being older, things are changing. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, everybody see it's changing. Everybody see we're living in the last days. Even the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the younger generation is changing. The older generation is changing, and there's no respect, you know, and when we was coming up on the, our mothers and fathers and grandmothers, I mean, they kept us in line. Yeah, that's true. They kept us in line. We had respect. We had to but now they passed away. They gone away. Father, dad, off went to jail or whatever. Grandmama is 30 years old now. <laughs> so... With the child looking at the young grandma, and they arguing like brothers and sisters. They can't get along, so there's no respect. Everything is out of order. Or maybe the great grandma. Or the great grandma. <laughs> Everything is out of order. So, don't nobody wants to be told what to do in a household anymore. That don't nobody want to follow rules and regulations. So it's really a chaos. And if there's a death in the family, that even makes it worse because. Some of the family members feel a certain way about this person. Now that person is gone, and it causes confusion and stuff in the house. Don't nobody want to listen to nobody. So you just got a family of people that is just existing. You know what I'm saying? They're not searching for the truth, and they're not searching for God no more. They're blaming everybody. So that's what's going on with what I see as far as the younger generation now. So. Somebody might see something different, but that's what I see. Well, you know, the Word of God says that um, in the last days there will be no respect of person. People's mm-hmm. heart is going to wax cold. That uh, what's going to happen is that um, children, mother's going to be against daughter, father's mm-hmm. against son, sister's against brother, so on and so on. There, there won't be any respect, mm-hmm. you know. But one thing it always tells us is that prayer Prayer is our power. If we pray and we stay on our face before God and we be an example to people of what God's word says, that is our key. Mm. So I would like to ask you, so what is one of the scriptures that you hold on to concerning your life 
uh, you have a relationship with God, what is this one of the scriptures you hold on to if you, or if you have more than one? Well, when I was coming up, the one that I kind of remember was honor our mother and father. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's Exodus 20 and 12. That's it. Honor thy mother and thy father. Right. That thy days may be long It'll on be this long green earth, earth. Right. that the Lord has given thee. And I think a lot of people forget that because, see, that's in the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. And even though it's in the 20th chapter and the 12th verse, but it's one of the first promises. Mm-hmm. You know, God promised Adam, but Adam didn't, I guess Adam didn't believe or want the promise. But God promised children if they honor their mother and their father. You know, so he uh, he has started going to look at the next, the next generation from there with promise. Mm-hmm. You know, he already looked at the next generation with Cain and Abel, but still, God gave us his promise and the commandment. So is there anything else you would like to add at this time before I come back to you in a little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I thank you for that, and I thank you for being willing and able to speak with us and talk with us on today. So this is Junior. I'm asking him, what was what was the um, what do you call and think about family values? Mm. What do I think of it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think family values are obviously important, but I also agree with what my, my pops was saying about how the family structure is very diffused you know? Okay. Um, pertaining to our family, you know, we hold a lot of values and uh, morals, and, you know, we help each other. We make sure that we always remind each other that we have our backs and, and whatnot, you know, whether we're right or wrong. Uh, but as a whole, I do believe that for majority of families nowadays, uh, family values are few. Like I said, people don't have respect anymore. Uh, like you said, the, the, the grandparents of the families are no more than thirty. You know, generations are—I won't say they—they they weird, but you know, for me, I'm—I grew up with my cousin's kids, even though I'm in the same generation as my older cousin. So, in other words, you're saying. You grew up um, a generation behind the generation that you're mm-hmm. with. So I came later, but because of that, you know, I grew up with my my cousin's kids, and for a long time, my cousins treated me as one of their children. You know, one of their children, and you know, then when I got 18 and started, you know, spending on my own, you know, they got mad because. They always, you know, have the chance to tell me what to do and whatnot. And so, like, things like that, like I said, it's, it's just the way it is. But, you know, morals are out of place. Uh, people don't view family as a congregation anymore. People just view it as a, you know, we family and that's that type of thing. Like a hangout spot. Huh? Yeah, not even a hangout spot. Just more in the sense of like a, you know, you here, so it is what it is. Okay. So, I would say, growing up, how did you feel about me always uh, giving you, well, put it like this, when you was growing up, I didn't give you the nickname that, like most kids have. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about, honestly, how did you feel about the nickname I gave you when you said football before? you really realized it made a difference. Um, Tell I, what the nickname was, first of the all. The nickname was Man of God. Say it again so if people are listening. Man of God. Man of God, M-O-G. Mm-hmm. Um, how I felt about it? Yeah. I was never ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. But I did, I was thinking about then how people would just always ask me what it would mean. Like, I was never ashamed of it. I was never hiding it. I was just more curious as to what it meant to other people rather than to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, when it when it stuck with me, it, it stuck pretty good. You know, I was doing good at football, and people knew me as that. And so, of course, I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I always did wonder, like, 
how did it come across other people? You know, I didn't want to, I always wondered if people thought it was arrogant, that people thought maybe I was thinking to myself as above them, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, if people thought maybe I was just trying to be different or people thought I was trying to get attention by being different in, in so many ways. So, me personally, I loved it, mm-hmm. but I always wondered what it seemed like to others. Well, do you remember the time? Let me see if I can get in here with you. Do you remember the time when I um, we was at the football uh, finals and they was calling your name over the microphone, over the interscope? I mean, the uh, what do you call it? intercom system. We'll put it back on you. And um, they was looking up your number, and then when they was looking at the abbreviations for your nickname, they was like M O G, M O G. What does that mean? And the young and one of the guys said that means man of God. And all that night, they was the man of God sacked the quarterback. The man of God intercepted. The man of God did this. The man of God did that. Then when the parents jumped up, who would name a child man of God? And I said I did. And when we came back to the played another tournament that following week, those same parents was there with their children. Those kids that was called beast and killer and uh, monster and all that stuff. What was their names when they came back the following uh, season? What was their names? What had the names that had been changed to? Speak it up. The prophet, the pastor, the deacon, uh, you know, things like that, really. The addition. Mm -hmm. Because of you not not being ashamed of being called the man of God, you made a difference. So that started setting family values, not just with your family, but with other families, correct? Correct. Now, what is the scripture that you remember most, and what is the scripture that you remember that I taught you as a child? What was the first thing I taught you that was in the Bible? Uh, the Exodus scripture, you know, honor thy mother and thy father. Mm-hmm. We always really drill that into my mind, which I appreciate and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because we live by even to this day. We live uh-huh. by examples, correct. And I remember a program you found that you wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And I want you to give a shout-out to that program. You remember what it was? Some of Y-Man. That's it, Y-Man. Could you show on the camera what, how did they have you all stand a lot? In the, what position? Oh, with our arms up in there? Yeah, mm-hmm. Y-Man. Mm-hmm. And it was like because that's uh, it, the Y set signifies the man standing there with his hands up to God. Mm-hmm. Um I remember you in high school, and the school you went to, and it was what was the name of the school you graduated from? High school. Urban And what was the name of the class? The name of your class you was in the group. It was called. Uh, resilience. That's right. And what does resilience mean? Um, always standing up, never giving in. You know, fighting back, standing what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing we know that is our family has definitely been resilient. We stand together. Um, I put a posting on Facebook the other day that says about couples, what people think about couples. And a lot of times people don't understand. Couples are not going to always agree. Mothers and children are not going to always but if you keep God first, you heard it from junior and you heard it from senior. There's nothing we didn't do or we can't do without God in our life. I remember me and senior first met, remember that? And I told you that I believe in Jesus Christ. And I made sure that out of all things, he knew. We were both in the world. We were deep in the world. But I still wanted him to understand that I knew Jesus Christ. I was raised a certain way, and even though I was out there wilding out or whatever they want, what they call it now? Wilding out. Wilding out, okay. I'm still a little cool. <laughs> that I still had some respect. Let me tell you something. Okay, hold hey, on. Hey, let me say something. Hold on, Tommy. Uh... Speaking of family, I'm still talking about family. 
My dad was a Muslim. And the only reason I'm saying something is because we're talking about Christ. But my dad believed in Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Now, you you could go all over this world and everybody will call God by a different name. But it, but they still recognize him as God. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to say that because my father was a Muslim and he prayed palms up and he prayed five times a day faithfully. But he believed in Jesus Christ. So I just want y'all to know that. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to share that with you. And I'm going to share this with you. You know, it's, it's good when a man changes religion for you. <laughs> That's the power of Jesus. <laughs> but, it, but anyway, I'm just saying, we're talking about family values to the extent where if this is a Friday night. Senior could be anywhere he wants, but I thank God he's home with me. Junior could have been anywhere he wants, but I thank God he's home with me. I asked both of them if they would do the program with me on tonight. I didn't twist their arms. I didn't, um, how do you say, blackmail them. I asked them. I prayed before. I asked them and I prayed after. And I said, I thank you all for taking the time out to talk with me, to let people know that even in this day and time when we are looking at what the world is doing, the Word of God said that we are in the world, but we're not of the world. We, you know, we don't have to do what the world do. We don't have to be hypocrites. We don't have to be over here doing this. If you, like my son said, if you want to be different, if you don't mind worrying about uh, what's going what's, yeah, somebody else think about you, it's okay. I, I mean, you know, I've, I've lost a lot of friends. Yeah, basically. I, I, a lot of people don't call me anymore because I change partners. A lot of people don't ask me to come and hang out because I change partners. It's, it's, you know, what happens is God don't make you do anything. Once you give your life over to him, daily I ask God to deliver me. Daily I ask God to heal me. Daily I ask God to forgive me. Because I'm not perfect, I don't try to be perfect, I don't act like I'm perfect. I make tremendous mistakes. I have made mistakes. But one thing I do know is that I can totally go to God daily because he says his mercies are new every day. We repent daily. We talk to God daily. We have a relationship. If I have to say, God, I'm sorry, I did it again. You know, uh, God, please help me in this place. See, when we get to the point, that we realize it's okay when you if having a relationship with God is just like I have a relationship with Sarah and I have a relationship with my son. We're not going to always agree. We can agree to disagree. You know, sometimes I don't like what God's saying, and God know it. But he know one thing, if I want to be used by God, I got to do what God said. The words he wrote in this book, the words he wrote in here says, God, your will, not mine. Mm. Yeah. Everything from the beginning to the end is God's will, not mine. I hear people say, well, why do you believe in God? I'm going to tell you, every time I've been hurt, when I was a young girl, we had this gate, a water department. On our block, I stayed on Walnut in Central Park. It was this 12-foot or taller gate, and we stood out on the school ground and played softball. If you could hit the ball over the fist, oh, you were good. And anybody over here looking from Walnut Street or Fullerton Carroll over Lake Street, they know what I'm talking about. If you hit that ball over the fist, you was good. But if you was playing outfield and somebody hit the ball over the fist and you was the first to clam up and get over and get the ball, you was the next one to get it back. Now, not only did you have to climb up to get it, you had to climb back over to go get your earnings for the bat. So I was so busy trying to get across this gate one day because it was close to us having to go in the house. We had rules and regulations back in them days that, this is a side note, 
when the street lights come on, that means get to the house if you don't have to get in the house. So I knew them street lights was coming on. I wanted to get my back before them street lights came on. 4.35 o'clock, didn't matter how much light was outside. That was your alarm clock. <laughs> Baby, you better believe me. I jumped, I was jumping back over the gate, and this hand right here, right in here, got caught on the gate. Show you how crazy I was. I wasn't so busy trying to get my mama go get some help. My hand, the skin in here, was caught on the gate. So I wanted to get my back so bad. You know what I did? Rip my hand off that gate. You know the little spikes with the little sticky things out the side? Yes. Rip my skin that had already been punctured from the spike end of a, a, a um, chain link gate to get down there to get my back. Hand just bleeding, but I didn't care because I was going to get my back. And, yeah, I hit the ball over the gate so somebody else could go get it. Then I had enough sense, uh-oh, run home so I could get take care of my hand. Not only did I run home to take care of my hand, once my mother and my father looked at my hand, and saw how bad it was tore open, I ended up having to go get 12 stitches, if not more, just to close that up. But I said all that to say, those were the values we had when we were young, that when your parents laid rules out there, you followed them without questioning them, not talking back. Because, see, one thing I do know, if I, if I wanted to eat, I'd go home. My parents always had food in the house. We was never cold. Our lights was never put off. We was never without heat. We always had furniture. You know, we lived in the ghetto. We didn't have the best of everything because we lived in the ghetto. You know, people told you had rats and roaches, but one thing we had was a house, and our parents showed us how to get rid of unwanted things. Y'all, that's all right. We're going to talk about it. See, a lot of people want to act like they forget or they forgot or they want to act like it never happened. When you know what God has brought you from, hmm. see, when you can look around your house and say, God, I thank you from going to not enough to more than enough to an overflow. So sometimes people want to say, you are a hoarder. See, Things ain't always been where you, you just, how they say you have fat around your waist because you have, you uh, eat too much. Things ain't always been like that for everybody. But for those that it has been like that for, you need to be able to say, God, I thank you because you made a way. God, I thank you because you've been keeping a way. God, I thank you. You know, I, I don't believe that people believe that me and him still together. <laughs> I don't believe that people believe. How long it been? What you think? Wait. How long it been? How long it been? We uh, been together. How many years? Ooh, 20, what, 29? 29, 29, 29 years. 29 years. Long years. Oh, I thought you were going to say 29 short years. Good years. That's, that's right there. That man took that class and knew what to say. <laughs> good years. 29 good years. Every year is a good year. Better than the one before. Yeah. But I just want to say, now, this right here is the product of the good years. Of the good years. I've never, don't get me wrong, I whooped him one time. And what you tell me when you got that one whooping? You like, yeah, say it for people to hear. He said, I don't like getting no whooping. So I said, well, don't do nothing. And what happened? He never did nothing again to get a whooping. But he just ain't got caught. He ain't got caught. That's true. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I thank God he was a college graduate. I thank God for that. I thank God for blessing me with the son because, see, people that know me, And know him. Oh, I got it. I got. I got a book coming out. Believe me, I got a book. 
I'm going to write that book. <laughs> that book going to be called Believe It or Not. <laughs> Ooh, I got a book. They, gonna, they just going to buy it when they see my picture. They say, I got to buy it. I don't care what he's talking about. I got to buy that book. But I got some stuff to talk about. Yes, yes. And I'm still here. Still here. Thank God. Thank God. All my all my friends are passing away. That's it. You know, I was telling somebody the other day. They was talking to me about how they lost this friend. They lost that friend. They lost over here. They lost over friend over there. I say, you know what? A lot of times we don't realize we're born to die. It's what we do in in between. Yeah. From the time you were born to the time you leave here, that in between. You know, a lot of people talk about it all the time, but see, a lot of them don't talk about it while they're still here. My question is, what are you doing on the in-between? You know, um, we lost our sister, man, Cecilia, Minnie, Mary. We lost our sister, Sheila, Cinnamon. We lost our sister, Sheila, George, Lewis. We lost our sister, Sheila, Stan. Carlton, Pinky, Juan, T, Brandon, Michaela, Stanley Jr., Carbon, Wiggles, Lulu, Yak, Shonda, okay, Shonda, um, AJ, the babies, Adrian and Charlie, and okay, Shonda, uh, Tiana, Presley, uh, what's her name? I don't want to say her name. Mm. Ellie, I can't think of the baby day. I forget her name every time. Ellie, uh, <laughs> they call her Anna. So I, I don't want to think I forgot their baby name. And little seven. You know, we are AJ. I don't want to forget all of them. I got so many nieces and nephews for my brother. Billy, I cannot even name his kids. Um, his kids. We know we were the third generation because this is my grandparents, my mom and my dad, and then we the third generation. My brother's kids got the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and some of the seventh generation is coming along. I'm telling you because, see, we're older now. So our children, some of them started having children young, so their children have children that have children that's getting ready to have children. So what that's what my son was talking about because he was born – and the fourth generation, but he came up with the fifth and sixth generation, and he was saying how the fourth generation would talk to him because he was a kid's age, and now that he's grown, he's like, you know, recognize me for who I am. You know, and, it, and that's a lot of times what people have to do, understand the value of the family for the position that you are in. Because, see, I remember at a time that my cousins were five, six, seven years older than me, and they didn't want me around. But now that we're older, it doesn't matter if five, six, seven years older, they want you around. You know, so when you look at what's called the value, family value, not just what's up under your roof or the ones that's involved in your immediate family, you got cousins, you got aunties, you got uncles, you got brothers, you got uh, sisters, you got, you know, second cousins and so on and so on, family that matters. You got all of that. Don't forget your value. Some people don't have family. They just have associates, adopted family, close friends or whatever. But whoever you call your family, make sure they put a value on your name as well as you put a value on them. Don't just sit there and just take for granted you need to have somebody around you because sometimes the best friend you can have is me, myself, and I. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ooh, baby, I learned that in life. I learned that in life. I had a bad motorcycle accident in 85, and for several years I wasn't able to get around, and uh, God showed me that my best friend was me, myself, and I. I got sick a little while back. Um, I'll say 2006, God showed me from 2006 to 20, about 2010, 2011, 
My best friend was me, myself, and I. You know, so a lot of times you can't worry about what other people think because somebody's going to always say what you should have done. Sure, yeah, what you could have done. If that was you, them, they would have done. But see, don't nobody know the program that God has for you. You know, we all say the same thing. What God has for me is for me. But there's requirements to that. Yes, what God has for you is for you. But God also says that he reigns on the just as well as the unjust. But he also says that if you make your bed in hell, he'll be there too. You know, that's me paraphrasing. But God said, wherever you make your bed, he's going to be there. Build a foundation on the rock. Jesus Christ is that rock. And when you put your family under Holy Ghost arrest, when you put your household under Holy Ghost arrest, all you're doing is saying, God, I'm going to trust you with this. If, you know, we, we can't say to God, oh, Lord, oh, you know, I, I don't really can No, we know that God knows that we hold our loved ones precious in our sight. We, God knows that. So as long as we don't play like we're doing something that um, we're going we gonna to surprise God with, God knows we need before we ask, and God knows we doing before we reveal it because we already know we're we going to do it. You know, so I'm, I'm just saying that to say that I thank God for my family. We are daily work. We pray for each other all the time. We pray for each other. Every day we're asking God to keep us together. We're asking God to, you know, uh, make sure that we stand on his word. Again, I'm going to see if I can pull it up and read it to you again. Psalms 121. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which makes heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall prosper, I'm sorry, he shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. That's why I say I keep my family on the altar before God. Because his word says in the eighth verse, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this forth, this time forth and forevermore. See, when you trust God with what you call precious to you, when you trust God for what you call important to you. You can't do that but say, God, just keep them. Keep me, O Lord. You know, we know that the enemy tries to sneak in day and night. We know that he tries to come in in the middle of the night while you all are sleeping, while we're sleeping. You know, that's why when I go to sleep or before I go to bed, I say, God, minister to me in my sleep so that I would know what you're saying to me. God, minister to me in my dreams so that I would know what you're saying to me. God, minister to me that I would know how to handle my family. I know how to handle senior. I know how to handle junior. You know, I, I pray that so much it's that God has told me at times, don't say nothing. Don't always have to have the last word. Don't say nothing. You know, and then I, but I say, God, don't just, I don't want to just be a pushover either, but you got to know when God is telling you it's okay to speak and when it's okay to be quiet. You got to know that. 
I'm learning every day. Again, I'm not perfect. None of us can play perfect. Because if you play perfect, the enemy, sin is lying at the door. It wants to catch you up at all times. Don't let it catch you up. So I just want to thank you all for taking time out to listen to me, senior. Let me put the camera on so you can see what he's doing. Senior. And listening to Junior. Do you, either one of y'all have anything to say before we go? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I just do. Want, hold on to see. I'm talking to Sally and Junior. Hold on. I just want to be thankful that I just had an opportunity to say the things that I said, and I hope somebody uh, grasped what I was saying as far as my words, and I hope I was able to help somebody or start their wheels to thinking. And if they got any more questions, all they got to do is just contact me, and hopefully I have answers. Thank you so much, Mr. Wright. Yep. James? Just, um... Don't take anything for granted. Uh, tell your people you love them. And don't ever think you're too good for something. Hope for help and, and pray. Well, not pray, but help. Um, asking God for help for the national family first. So, our bottom line is we have to keep who first? God. Keep God first. So, thank you all. So at this time, the lines is open. If anybody on blog talk would like to have any comments now, um, the lines are open. Apostle Elect, the lines are open if you want to go first. Um, no, just for the record, that wasn't me that had something to say. Diane, go ahead and finish what you were saying. <laughs> oh, you know, it was me that had something to say. Because yes, I, I know your voice, and for some reason, Renee thought it was me. That's why. Um, I guess you sound alike, huh? Yeah, yeah family. Yeah, we are family, and that's the really, really most important thing. And, and and I tell you, I don't know what I would do without the good Lord and my family because he's directed me to come to both. And I, I just enjoyed listening to this evening. I just wanted to tell you that. That's all. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Diane. I'm praying for you on purpose. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone else at this time would like to have any words on tonight? Um, now, this is Cecilia this time. I just want to say thank you to Stan the Man and thank you to Man of God and thank you to Minister Sylvia for sharing with us on tonight and Thank you even to Diane for um, participating and for everybody even on Facebook that took time out to share with us. And um, every time um, that a family shares, it brings healing and growth and wholeness to other families. So I pray that this is a series or something that you all continue to do because families need you. They need to hear the pureness, the rawness of what really happens, and that it's not always um, hugs and kisses, that sometimes it's turning your back and not wanting to talk to you tonight. I'll talk to you at another time. Uh, So please help the family um, know the reality of marriage and the reality of family and the reality of breakups and reunions and all of that. So keep obeying God. Amen. That's so true. Is there anyone else? Thank you, Apostle Elect. Is there anyone else at this time? Okay. Well, I want to say this real quick. I want to piggyback off of what Apostle Elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser has said. First of all, we was raised in our day and age that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. But you know what? A lot of times men forget that a way to a woman's heart is through her stomach. What I mean by that, for example, Mr. Wright went in the kitchen last night and cooked some spaghetti. And he don't know if people would notice him for what happened or what. But anyway, he cooks the spaghetti. 
and he used a certain type of spaghetti sauce. And that spaghetti smelled good, looked good, but that thing tasted awful. He was so upset with that spaghetti that he made that he knows how much I love his spaghetti. That's how he got me out over 29 years ago, his spaghetti. (laughs) He was so determined not to have me thinking he's losing losing his game with his spaghetti that he threw it away. All that spaghetti he made, oh, my God, he made a lot of it. He threw it all away, and he came in tonight, and he did not hesitate to cook that spaghetti. And before he served it, he made sure I did a taste test to make sure that spaghetti was on point. So I'm saying that to say, again, no, we don't dot every eye. No, we don't cross every T. But for one thing I do know, that man got my back. And one thing he do know, I got his back. We're two totally different people. We're totally opposite. We didn't get like that. We was like that from the beginning. But I noticed some things he changed for me. He noticed some things I changed for him. But at the same sense, I never wavered on my belief. I've learned how to talk less and pray and praise God more. Y'all get that? Y'all understand what I'm saying? The word of God said a wise woman filled her house, but a foolish woman tear down with her hands. And how many of y'all know when a woman's hands is working, so is her lips. <laughs> As she pulling stuff down and throwing stuff and saying what well, ain't going to happen, what well, ain't going to be, that, that, that mouth, them words is just coming out of her mouth. And she's not realizing this man had been out here all day. Oh, she just don't, don't care. He'd have been out here all day with the world beating him down, people beating him down. Now he got to come home. And you finna beat him down. I try not to talk about certain things with him, but it's a certain things I say, baby, I have to talk to you about it because if I don't, who am I going to talk to? Don't bring anybody in your house. You may not always want to hear what either one has to say, but remember this. If it has to do with the household and whatever's going on in there, if you don't talk to one another, you're going to talk to somebody. Don't bring nobody else in your house. Now, let's just the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Understand that sin lies at the door. The devil do not want family to stay together, be together, work together. He definitely don't want you to pray together. So just always remember that the enemy is there. So we're going to stop right now before we close out the program, and I give my final remark. I'm going to pray real quick. Father God, I just bind the enemy up right now for trying to come into the door place of my residence. God, I put the blood over the doorpost, the front door and the back door. And anybody that's listening in now live or in the replay or listening in on blog talk now live or in the archive, I'm asking you, O oh Lord, to allow them to put the blood over the doorpost, to saturate their homes with love, respect. God, we just ask you right now to cover every child in the home. Every spouse, God, cover them in the home, oh God. Cover their hearts, cover their minds. Cover their mouths, oh Lord. Put a brighter one on the tongue. Put a brighter one in the mouth. Put a muzzle on there. They will not speak life. If you didn't say it, oh God, don't let them speak it out. God, we just ask you right now to cover, cover, cover with the blood of Jesus. We place every home, every house, every apartment, everything and everybody under Holy Ghost arrest, oh God. Let your will be done, oh Lord. If we don't know what to say, don't say nothing. Teach us how to be powerful with no words. Because when your mouth isn't moving, that means your hands should be closed and your mind and heart should be talking to, get setting up a relationship with the Lord communicating with God, concerning everything can be about everybody. God, let us see where we are the common denominator in this situation. 
Let us understand when we need to pray for ourselves to line up with your word, to shut up and hear your word in our heart that we hear it so that we won't sin against you or everything we've been praying for. God, teach us how not to give up. Teach us how to not to give in. But teach us how to hold on. The word said that man, that whosoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. God, teach us how to be favor to the men that find us. Teach us how to want to be and teach us how to be prepared for the men that find us. Teach the man how to be prepared to handle the favor that you're giving him. Teach him how to be prepared to want to be prepared to walk in the favor that you're giving him. God, cover our children. Teach my son how to look for a God-fearing woman that fears you and loves you, Lord, every day of her life, all the days of her life. God, don't let them just settle for something because they got a woe on the man. Let him put in writing on his heart to you, O oh God, what he wants, type of woman he wants, that she loves you, she talks to you, she worships you, she prays you, she honors you, she trusts you, she believes in you, she stands with you, she lets you hold her, she lets you hold her family that she's going to build, God, with you as the head of the household. God, we just ask you right now, teach us how to let our yea be yea and our nay be nay, but teach us, oh God, how to trust you. From this day forth, oh God, let love abide, let love rule, and let love sit in the heart of everyone that's listening to, participating in, and hearing this prayer. God, we just thank you for everyone in our family. Thank you for saving, delivering. Saving and delivering. Healing. Bringing forth. God, I call out Monty's name. Your will, your way, oh God. Your will, your way. I call out Wiggle's name, oh God. Your will, your way, oh God. Your will, your way. I call out Lulu's name, oh God. Your will, your way, oh God. Your will, your way. I call out T's name, oh God. Your will, your way. I call out Juan and Raven's name in the family. Your will, your way. I call out Pinky's name and Carlson. Your will, your way. I call out Brandon and Michaela and the twins and the new baby that's coming. Your will, your way. God, I ask you to cover the Seaberries, the Kaiser, the Merritts, the Thomases, the Sinclair the brown, the right. God, I ask you to cover the Carters, the Sanders. God, I ask you to cover my bloodline. God, let us decrease that you may increase. God, for every name I didn't call, God, I ask you right now to just cover, cover, cover. The Smith, the Fair, the Wilson, the Brown. Mmm. God, so many. Ask you to set free and break off any stronghold, the kindreds, oh God. Any stronghold, the Kaisers, oh God. Any stronghold, I thank you, on the Joneses, oh God. Any stronghold, on the Dickens, oh God. God, bring us back to you. Bring us back to you. Heal and set free Margot. My poor, let her be a walking, breathing, living testimony. God, even in the eleventh hour, show up and show out. That no matter what you say, that word that they're speaking, their words are going to line up with what you say, God. God, I thank you, I thank you. In Jesus' name it is so, and so it is. I would like for you all to come back to, to um, what is that? I want you all to come back on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time to hear our very own talk. We'd like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. I want you all to come back at 9.30 Central Time, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. 
she is going to bless us with what God has put in her heart. Some will be going to church or be coming home from church. Some may even be going to work or coming in from work. But tune in to hear what God has for her. When you come back on Monday night, God will have me minister again this Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want you all to come back and hear what God has to say. And you come back next Friday, God will have me minister to you all again at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As I'm talking with you all, I can hear the rain coming down. I can hear the thundering in the sky. But I just want to remind you all of something. With all of the weather that's been going on around here, the rain and the tornadoes and everything, not one time when I looked on TV and I saw the, the um, what they call them, the tornadoes, the, the twirling around of the wind, not one time did I not look at a tornado and not see a rainbow. rainbow. Mm. Each time I looked at a tornado on TV, on the news, there was a rainbow, and even the reporter said, look at that rainbow. One tornado I saw, it had two rainbows. And the, tor- and the reporter said, there's two. And I said that to say this, there's still time for us to pray because God said in his word, whenever you see a rainbow, that will remind you of his covenant with man. So while we still have the rainbow, people, while we still have God's heart, let's pray that Satan hold his hand back. Because I'm telling you all, we, we live to die. But what you do in the in-between, as the old folks say, the between, what you're doing in that time is what's going to matter. And no matter what I've done before, God threw it into sea of forgetfulness, never to remember no more. So know this. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We love you with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. Good night, everyone.